You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this online service of the Covenant Nation NYC, also known as the Covenant Christian Center NYC. My name is 
Bayo Esau. I'm the pastor of the church, and we're going to be sharing God's word today on a topic I've titled Looking Forward. But before we go into God's word today, let's just say a word of prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I give you thanks for the gathering of your people. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, everyone watching right now, listening to your word. I pray you open their eyes to behold wondrous things from your word. I pray that you open their ears to hear your voice speaking unto them. I pray that you open their hearts so that your word finds entrance and produces light within their soul. Lord, I ask that you transform each and every one by your word this morning. Lord, I ask that you anoint me afresh with your Holy Spirit and with your power so that I can minister not in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of your spirit and your power. Father God, I pray that your word produces healing in the lives of your people. I pray that your word brings about deliverance in the lives of your people. I pray that your word ministers grace unto every hearer, empowering them to fulfill your will for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now this morning, I'm going to be sharing on what I've titled Moving Forward looking forward. Now, in this time and in this season that we're in, it's so easy to get discouraged by everything that is taking place around us. One of the things that we need to learn, no matter what we're going through in life, is to learn the ways of God. The Bible says that Moses knew the ways of God, but the children of Israel only knew the acts of God. Moses knew the ways of God because he was a man that always sought God in prayer. He was a man that consistently fellowshiped with God. He was a man that would leave the rest of the people, go up to the mountain to have encounters with God, with the presence of God. And as a result of that, he would hear from God directly. He would receive the voice of God. In the book of Acts, the Bible says that he received the oracles of God or the saints or the words of of God. And so that was the man Moses. That's why the scripture says he knew the ways of God. He was described as a meek man, one who had surrendered himself unto God to receive constantly the instruction of God, no matter what, as he led the children of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness, no matter what happened in the wilderness, no matter what challenge they faced in the wilderness, Moses, who knew the ways of God would always seek the face of God for instruction, for direction, while the rest of the children of Israel were complaining and murmuring, complaining of the lack of food, complaining, what is this manna? We want meat, complaining about water being bitter, complaining about different things, no matter what they went through, Moses would always seek the face of the Father to receive instructions whereby he would be able to address the issues or the situations in the lives of the people. And in the same way, no matter what we're going through in life, we want to be a man like Moses. We want to be individuals like Moses, someone who God described as a man that he spoke to face to face. This was a man that understood the ways of God. He received the thoughts of God. He walked, the Bible says, one of the lessons God was always trying to 
teach the children of Israel was that we see it in Deuteronomy chapter 8 in verse 3 it says I allowed you to go through all these things to teach you one thing that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Moses was a man who understood that. He understood that that was the way of God to live by the words that were proceeding out of the mouth of God. No matter the circumstance or situation that was his focus to discover the words, the instructions the commands that were proceeding out of the mouth of God. And if we are going to look forward, if we're going to enter into the fullness of what God has prepared for each and every one of us as individuals and also collectively as a people or as a nation, it is by understanding that we need to receive the words that are proceeding out of the mouth of God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 16. The Bible says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. One of the things we need to understand, no matter what we're going through in life, is that in the time of affliction, it is but for a moment. God wants us to understand that compared to what he has prepared for us, the affliction is lighter. Compared, that's why Jesus said, my burden is easy, my yoke is light. That is, if you come to me, you will find rest for your souls. If your mind is stayed upon me, you will be at peace, you will be at rest. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. If our focus is on God, that affliction will be but for a moment. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What God wants to replace with the light affliction is an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. God's glory compared to the affliction, what God wants to manifest is a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. We need to understand in the mind of God, in the ways of God, when we are going through affliction, what God wants to replace it with is a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What he wants to demonstrate for you is a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But this does not happen automatically at the disposition of our hearts must be in a certain way. The scripture says in verse 18 that while we do not look at the things which are seen, if we are going to experience the far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, he says we must not be looking at the things which are seen. He says while we do not look, if we are going to look forward or move forward, we must not be looking at the things which are are seen, but at the things which are not seen. That is the focus of our hearts, the focus of our minds must not be upon the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. It goes on to say, for the things which are seen are temporary. They are but for a moment. That light affliction is but for a moment. That light affliction, it is temporary. That 
light affliction is not going to last forever. It says, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Says if we are going to move forward, we must be looking at the things which are not seen. For the things which are not seen, the Bible says, are eternal. Our focus must not be on the things which are seen, but at the things which are eternal. The things that are eternal, the things that are not seen. Our focus, the, the focus of our minds, the focus of our hearts must not be on the things that we are going through. And this can work whether we are going through a light affliction or even when we are going through good times. It is very easy while we are going through good times, when we are going through pleasurable times, to forget the Lord. That is, we are so satisfied that we forget the Lord who brought about such a time of prosperity or such a time of bliss. In the time of affliction, it is very easy to get distracted because we are overwhelmed or we are anxious or we are fearful or we are depressed concerning what we are going through that again, we do not look unto the Lord. The scripture says that all these things, this light affliction will be but for a moment while we look not at the things that are seen. Abraham, when he, the Bible says that hope, contrary to hope, he believed in hope. That is, even though he was, the Bible says he was advanced in age, beyond a hundred years, and Sarah's womb was dead, she was barren, says he did not look at that. He did not focus his attention on those things. He focused his attention on that which the Lord has spoken, that which the Lord had promised unto him, that he would become a father of many nations. says, Contrary to hope, in hope he believed. He exercised faith in something that was not seen. He exercised faith in that which the Lord had spoken to him, that he would become the father of many nations. And so that experience, which was like, was like an affliction, which was like a reproach to him, he God turned it around and he became a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The man that had no hope of having children now became, we know him as the father of faith, today we know him as the father of many nations. Because of the promise of God, because he held fast to that which was not seen, because he held fast to that which the Lord had spoken to him, to that which was eternal, the eternal word of God. One time the disciples of Jesus, some people were leaving Jesus and Jesus said, are you also going to leave? And Peter answered and said, where shall we go? Where shall we go? You are the one that has the words of eternal life. That is, that the eternal things are the words of life that come from the Father. The words that he wants to communicate to us concerning that which he has prepared for each and every one of us. But we must seek it. We must believe that God is going to reveal these things unto us. Let us look at the life of another patriarch. His name was Noah. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7, by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Amen. 
He was divinely warned of things not yet seen. Remember, that is if we're going to move forward, we must not focus on the things that are seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. They are but for a moment. But the things that are not seen are eternal. It says, what we're going through will work for us an eternal, an exceeding weight of glory if we focus on the things that are not seen. If we focus on the things that are not seen, which the Bible describes as eternal. And here we see in the life of Noah in Hebrews 11 verse 7, the Bible says, by faith, being divinely warned, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Those things not yet seen were eternal. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen, what did Noah do? He moved with godly fear. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. What did Noah do? He obeyed. God told him in, I believe it's in Genesis chapter 6 and Genesis chapter 7, that's the story of Noah, where God commanded him and told him he was going to bring a flood and commanded him to build an ark and gave him instructions concerning what he should gather into that ark. He was divinely warned concerning things not yet seen. Those things not yet seen, God communicated to him by speaking to him, by communicating his words, eternal words, words that were not going to pass away, words that were going to be fulfilled. He communicated to him words of eternal life, words that were springing from the mind and the heart of God concerning what he had prepared and designed for Noah. The Bible says, Noah moved with godly fear. How did he move with godly fear? He moved in obedience to that which the Lord had spoken. The Bible says wisdom, that is wisdom is, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God gave unto him a wisdom, an instruction concerning what he was going to do. The scripture describes it as things not yet seen. God communicated those things not yet seen through words that caused Noah to move with godly fear and to prepare and build an ark for the saving of his household. If we are going to experience a salvation, not just for ourselves, but for our family or even for our city or nation, we must begin to seek like Noah or receive like Noah warnings or instructions concerning things not yet seen. Noah responded to the command of God, obeyed the voice of God concerning things not yet seen, did that which anyone else looking at him, building an ark, there was no rain, building an ark, building something that didn't seem to make sense at that time. But when the floods came, it all made sense. But by that time, for the rest of the world, it was too late. What God had called, if we're going to enter into the fullness of what God has done, God has had told Noah, look, these things, I'm, I'm going to bring an end to these things. These things have become obsolete. These things that you see today, they have become obsolete. What I want to do is a new thing. And you need to build an act to prepare for what is about to come. God warned him concerning things not yet seen. And if we're going to move forward, if we're going to experience the glory, the eternal weight of glory of God, we must not focus on the things that we see with our natural eyes today. We must not be distracted by the things that we see with our natural eyes today. 
we must begin to seek from the Lord the things that are not yet seen, which the Bible describes as eternal things. That is the words coming out of the mouth of God, the words by which we are going to live. Noah was able to live in that time, enter into the next season because he received and walked in obedience to the words, to the things not yet seen that God revealed unto him. What are the things that are not yet seen? They are the things that the Lord wants to do in our lives. They are the things that the Lord wants to do in our family. They are the things that the Lord wants to do in our city or in our country. These are the things that the Lord, the things that are not seen, the things that the Lord wants to bring to pass in our generation. These are the things that are not yet seen. These are the things that the Lord has prepared for us, for us as individuals, for us as a, as a family, as a body, as a church, as a nation. These are the things that are not yet seen that the Lord wants to reveal. The Bible says the secret things, the things that are not seen, they belong to God, but the things that are revealed, they belong to us and unto our children. God, the, the, the God, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to make things not seen. It is the glory of kings to search it out. We have a responsibility to search out in prayer, to seek in prayer, to seek, to travel in prayer, to discover the secret things of God, the things that are not yet seen. For that is what is going to bring about salvation in our household, salvation in our nation, salvation upon the earth as God reveals the things that he wants to do. The Bible says that the Lord will do nothing until he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. It says God will do nothing in Amos chapter 3 until he reveals it. What the Lord wants to do, he wants to reveal. But we need as his servants to seek those things that the Lord wants to do. Those things that are not yet seen, that is in the heart of the Father, in the mind of the Father to reveal unto us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 that we walk by faith and not by sight. We operate, we live by faith and not by sight. We do not live according to outward appearance. We do not make our judgments and decisions based on external things. The Bible says the same thing concerning Jesus. He did not judge with the seeing of his eyes or the hearing of his ears in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 3. But with righteousness did he make his judgment. Jesus said that I know my judgments are righteous because I seek not my will but the will of him who sent me. We need to understand that God has sent us upon the earth to do great works but we must seek those things which are in his heart and which are in his mind. We must seek by faith the things that are not seen if we are going to move forward in God from glory to glory from faith to faith. We must seek in every circumstance, in every crisis, in every affliction, we must seek the hidden message of God. The things not yet seen, the, Lord, the things that the Lord wants to bring about, the things that the Lord is trying to bring our attention to, that he wants to produce or manifest upon the earth. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. By faith, 
we understand that Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, he moved with godly fear. If we are going to move with godly fear, if we are going to operate in the faith of God, we must of necessity receive a revelation of things not yet seen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is that? The evidence of things not yet seen. I believe it is in Romans chapter 5 where the scripture says that hope that is seen is not hope. Why do you hope for what you can see? It says you hope for what you cannot see. If you hope for what you cannot see, then you wait for it with patience. So hope is not something that is seen. Here the scripture says, Faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If we are going to walk by faith and not by sight, we must of necessity be receiving from the Father the evidence of things not yet seen. The Bible says that if we are going to experience a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, we must be focusing on the things which are not seen for these things are eternal the bible says that is what faith is if we are going to walk by faith we must be receiving the evidence of things not seen jesus christ the bible says is the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith he is the original of the evidence of things not seen god must reveal through him the evidence of things not seen if we are going to walk by faith we must of necessity be asking God for the evidence of things not seen. God wants to reveal unto us the evidence and his word is that evidence. He wants to reveal his word for in his word as he speaks unto us he is giving us the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says without faith it is impossible to please him. That is without the evidence dent of things not seen, it is impossible to please God. So we need to please God. If we're going to please God, if we're going to move with godly fear, we must of necessity, like Noah, obtain, receive from the Father the evidence of things not seen. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.